Welcome to the Mothers You Know podcast. Thank you for being here. This is a place where we as women remember the spirit God gave us. We know how much we matter and we believe all things are possible to them that believe on this Savior Jesus Christ. Here at Mothers Who Know, we support the parents of young men in the Sons of Healman and young women in the Daughters of Light programs at Life Changing Services. These programs provide therapeutic and mentoring services for youth struggling with depression, anxiety, self-harm, pornography, and any other unwanted or difficult behaviors. We offer parent support, training, and resources for mothers and fathers seeking the best way to support their loved one. Any mother is welcome to join in the Mothers Who Know classes support and training. You do not need to have a child in life-changing services to join in. We hope you'll join us. I am Karen Broadhead. I serve as the director of Mothers You Know, and I serve as the parent support specialist at life-changing services. I invite you to join with me and other mothers from across the country in our Warrior Mothers Who Know online support and training group. If you have a child struggling with pornography, depression, anxiety, or other difficult behaviors, you will find a safe and uplifting place to learn from other moms and learn principles and strategies to best support your loved one. Please go to motherswhoknow.org to find the online meeting details. We talk about difficult things here with the intent to shine light in dark corners and to eliminate isolation and shame. We are mothers with warrior hearts who are raising the warriors of this generation. We know we must learn to fight well for ourselves first, then we can confidently support and cheer on our loved ones in the best ways. Good morning. Thank you so much for being here. We're so glad that you're here. I'm Karen Broadhead. I'm the director of Mothers You Know, and we are just so happy that you're here today and want to thank you for joining us. We are having our Stay by the Tree Messages of Hope webinar series. And so that's three weeks of Messages of Hope, and we have a really great lineup. And today we're excited to hear from Kim Davis. We love her, and we're so grateful for her in our lives. One of the things that I think is important to mention as we consider Messages of Hope is how much hope we can gain in our lives because we know who Jesus Christ is, and we're trying to find him more fully in our life. That's why at Mothers Who Know, we have our motto. Our motto in Mothers Who Know is stay by the tree. And BJ is going to tell you a little bit more about what we mean by stay by the tree when I turn the time over to her for a minute. But it has to do with finding the hope and the peace that we need in a storm, because all of us need a message of hope that just walks right along with us through all of our messes in life. And that's what makes messes worth it and kind of beautiful instead of miserable and just really hard. And so our motto, Stay by the Tree, and our, and our theme is 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, and it is, God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, and of love and of a sound mind. 
And so one of the reasons we have this webinar series is to share this great message of hope with you from our presenters. But really what we're hoping is that you, that we are just assuming and thinking you're a lot like us, that you're a mom who cares so deeply about really amazing people in your life and often in our families. While we're caring so deeply, lots of hard things are happening and get kind of messy. And we need some hope. We need to know where to find that hope. And it's always in the Savior first and in feeling the Spirit and following that. But sometimes we need more support, too, from professionals, from people who have been there before. And so what we're hoping to also share with you in our webinar series is that we are a support arm for life-changing services and that life-changing services has training and healing for the whole family. And I want to personally invite you to come and meet with me for a complimentary session, just talking about some of the issues at your house that you might need some help with so that I can tell you some of the messages of hope that we have here at Life Changing Services. So if you have any questions or you're wondering about things at your house, this is a great place to find your next steps. So come join us in Mothers You Know, but also we want you to know that there is a lot of resources here for your family. Okay, I'm gonna turn the time over to BJ. Mm. Thank you, Karen, for the just beautiful start and reminder and we're, we're just thrilled. We love these messages of hope and just grateful to have Kim here today. We're going to tell you a little bit more about her, but we want to just give you a little bit of information before we get started here. Like Karen said, this is the first of a start series um, called Stay by the Tree Messages of Hope. And this, and we'll go until about 1030. And Karen, just so you know, Karen, a broadhead who got us started today, she's just we just love her. We love her voice and we love what she's, her efforts and what she's trying to do. She's a certified life coach and founder of a director of Mothers Who Know. And she's also been the parent support specialist for life-changing services for over a decade. Just been encouraging and lifting hundreds of women. And it's just been a sweet blessing to work alongside her and to know her for several years. One of her gifts, like you already noticed, is to carefully point women to the Savior. And so you'll find his words and his teachings and just the spirit of what he's all about at the heart of anything she does. So we just want to say thank you, Karen. We appreciate that. And just so that you know a little bit of the format, Kim will share a message when I'm done sharing a little bit of information. And, and after she's done with her message, we're going to have a little bit of time for a Q&A where we can just have time to ask questions or share some thoughts or insights. So if you'll be just noticing some thoughts that you're having or questions that you're having. And, and then when we go to that portion, then I will watch in the chat for your questions and share those at that time. So let's get started. We, we do want you to know that we're sponsored by Life-Changing Services and Mothers Who Know. And like Karen mentioned, Life-Changing Services already, but they are just, their goal is to help individuals and families just find peace and healing through therapeutic recovery and training programs and so if you have a loved one or yourself who is just feeling the, the stretch of, of just lots of things that we're navigating, mental health issues, pornography, marriage, lots of other things, just go to lifechangingservices.org 
You can find out more about their program. One of their programs is the Daughters of Light program, and that's the one that Kim Davis works with. So we're excited to highlight that one. And then our other sponsor is Mothers Who Know, and that's us. That's We're just an online faith-filled gathering places for all women who are wanting to support their self and, and their loved ones as we're navigating common challenges of our time. It's just a powerful place to find connection, support, and training, and lots of hope. There's a variety of different classes and support groups and webinar series, lots of free resources. And um, one of those Karen mentioned is a complimentary visit with her just to help look at your personal situation and maybe some, some helps or resources that might be helpful for you. So uh, we also, we always like to highlight this mom power training. This is just one of our favorite uh, resources to share. It's a free eight part training. That is just a, it's a recorded training that you can just listen to when it's convenient for you. And, and it also has a, a live discussion that happens that complements that training. It's presented by Karen Broadhead and our next session begins June 21st. And so it's just a simple registration at mompowertraining.org. And it's just an incredible place to link arms with like-minded women set some powerful habits in motion and just elevate the way you think, feel, and act. And it's just a beautiful Christ-centered training. And we love to share that. You don't have to be a part of, you don't have to have someone using life-changing services or their resources right now. It's just something that's available for anyone. So please feel free to share that as well. We love to share just this, what's the name of this series and where that came from. And so the name of this series, as mothers, we just, we understand the worry and fear that we can feel when we're hoping to make sure our loved ones find the Savior. And so the name of this webinar series, Stay by the Tree, it comes from the scriptural account in the Book of Mormon of the beloved parent and prophet Lehi. It's commonly called the Tree of Life Vision. And the vision beautifully depicts that the best place for us to stand while we are beckoning to loved ones on their journey is right next to the Savior. So Lehi beckons, he invites, he speaks with all the feelings of a tender parent. And he ceases speaking at sometimes. And sometimes he even calls out in a loud, yet he never leaves the tree. He never forces others to him and to the, and he just invites he stands safely by the Savior and partakes of the fruits that he generously extends. And just to know that the best place for us to, that's the best place for us to feel peace and hope. And the awesome part is that happens even in the middle of hard. We love sharing that. Oh, and let me try to move these people away so I can see the screen here. So today's message of hope is by Kim Davis, and her topic is, it's all about connection. We're having a little encore. She's, she spoke at our Mothers Who Know retreat, and we just loved it. And we're just saying, can you share that message again? Kim is a behavioral specialist for the in-person Daughters of Light groups, and she also coaches the new mentor certification training for life-changing services. And she pioneered the use of the Eternal Warriors principles and to teach those for families because her life has been 
transformed by the principles she teaches. And Kim is just so passionate about sharing what she's learned over the years, the eight years that she's been teaching and mentoring families and couples and individuals to clear the smoke and stay at a zero. Those will, those are terms you'll hear her say. And she's just a dynamic presenter who speaks at retreats and church events, family reunions, seminars, conferences, and school groups. And she is a repeat guest. She she presented once before during our Stay by the Tree Messages of Hope. And you can find that message of hers on on our Stay by the Tree podcast. And we'll put that link in the chat as well. And so just want you to, to know a little bit more that about Kim. And then Kim and her late husband, Jay, they are parents to eight amazing children, including a special needs daughter. And Kim credits the Eternal Warriors for helping them find sanity in their family life and gave them tools to build healthy relationships and emotional mastery. Also, these tools helped Kim overcome a lifelong sugar addiction. So as a master teacher, Kim teaches others to apply these powerful principles to fight and win individual and family battles ranging from addiction prevention and recovery to just everyday life challenges. So she invites many to come and just step into the light and, and claim your power. So, and then we just also wanted to just show you this picture of Kim's family. I haven't seen this picture yet. It's just so fun to see people and their families. That gives us just a sneak peek into, into them and their families. So Kim, we just love you. We just are grateful for what you stand for, for what you're about. And just for coming to share a message with us today. So we'll just hand it over to you and let you share. And then we'll go from there. All right. Okay. Can I just say one more thing? And it is that we're going to have a Q&A at the end of this. And so as you're considering what Kim is saying, you might want to just jot down some of your questions that you have for Kim or even, you know, some of your I second that, or here's a thought I'm having about that. Yeah, Kim is really open to hearing your thoughts. And so just be jotting those down in, on a piece of paper, or you can enter them right into the chat as they come to you. And BJ will be watching those, and she and Luann will be putting those together for the Q&A at the end. Okay, Kim, thank you. Thank you. Wow, I am so excited to be here with each of you this morning. And what I would just really love is if we had like all day and we could connect and each of you could share some thoughts and, and just share where you are in life, what hard and what beautiful you are experiencing. Because I think it would be a really great day. But since we only have a, a few minutes, I want to invite you to first off, let's, let's get really present. I know we're so busy. And I know when personally, when I join seminars and if I'm not talking, then I'm like uh, in the side screen, I'm like checking my email and managing the life behind the scenes. It gets kind of crazy. So if you don't mind, could we just stop for a minute and just be really present in your body? Even if you need to do all those things in a moment, even if you need to double check that email, send a quick text, hug a child, whatever you need to do. Just for right now, I, I just want to invite you just for a minute to just become really present. 
And we're going to do that by just breathing deeply, breathe deeply, inhale through your nose, just fill your whole lungs. Kind of, I, I like to think about it like three parts, like deep, kind of deep, shallow, just fill your lungs and then hold the breath for a couple of seconds and then a full release. And if you want to close your eyes, it's even better. So just let's just do that like three times. And as you exhale, just let go of any expectations or fear or shame. Just release, relax, let go. And inhale hope and peace and gratitude. And as that fills your lungs. And exhale, release, let go, be present. Inhale that hope, love, and and just gratitude for your body, the power to breathe, the power to connect. And when you're ready, go ahead and open your eyes and just notice how that feels to be really present. In addition, I want to invite you to check in, check in with your own heart and check in with God. What does he have for you? What are you seeking today? And just be open to what he has for you. And it, it might be something that I say, but it probably isn't. It's probably something that you will feel deeply from the spirit, that he will speak to your soul. And just because you've created this space this morning to be open to receive, you're going to receive that no matter what pattern. And I, again, I'm just so happy to be with you. And I want you to know this is a really important time together. As women, as sisters, this is really, really important. I know that because the adversary has been really busy trying to uh, keep me from showing up. But God is good. God is so good. So I trust that he has a message today. The title of my message today is it's all about connection. It's all about connection. Everything, everything that God does. I want to begin by just introducing a story that you know, and, and maybe you felt this way. When the brother of Jared met with the Lord and the Lord gave him a really big assignment, take your family, take your friends, take your brother's family, and we're going to go across the raging deep because I have a promised land for you. And You've never done it before, but that's okay. You've built some barges before. You've had some experience with that. So go ahead, build some more barges, and let's do this. And the Lord was part of that. Let's do this. And so the brother of Jared went to work. And you, my sweet sisters, are doing the work. You are doing the work. So you're doing the work. And suddenly you realize, just as the brother of Jared did, Hey, I'm up against some really impossible things. Like we, we might want to breathe on this journey. Like, do you ever feel like you just can't breathe? The work is so big. It's so intense. There's no letting up. Like you don't really get a break. Even when you lay down at night, it's still going through your mind. It's still going through your heart. Where's the break? How do you breathe through this? And you go to the Lord and, and just as the brother of Jared went to the Lord and he said, it's okay. We'll just cut some holes. You have a hole and you can open it up when you need breath and you can close it when the water's coming upon you because there's going to be a lot of water. And so you, you prepare the way and you're like, okay, you can breathe. 
feels a little better. I can breathe. And then as you're moving forward in this process, in your work, you realize, oh, it's dark. It's so dark where I am. And I'm not even in the journey. Like, I'm just preparing. It's really dark in here. How are we going to see when we start that journey? And you go to the Lord and he says, you're my daughter. You can figure this out. You let me know. Let me know what you need. And maybe you felt like the brother of Jared, like, I've got nothing. That's why I came to you, God. I got nothing. And and the and in God invites you to ponder. Think upon the things that He's already given you. Ponder it. You're smart. You're his daughter. You, as a daughter of God, are a creator. Be creative, God says to the brother of Jared. And it might have been that Jared was sitting around the campfire, shaking his head and just pleading for inspiration as you might be standing at the stove or figuratively your campfire pleading for inspiration. And he sees in the flames those glowing rocks. And I don't know that this is how it happened. This is just a thought. But maybe that gave him an idea. And maybe as you are at your campfires, you get a few ideas. And so again, more work's involved, more work, brother of Jared, molten some stones, and he climbs the mountain, and God invites us to climb the mountain, to be with him, to stand with him. So there's the brother of Jared, he climbs the mountain, and, and it, in uh, Ether chapter three, the whole beginning of the chapter is him kind of apologizing, or, or more rather humbling himself and saying, Lord, I don't have a lot to offer here. I'm weak. And maybe you have had that same prayer. I am weak, but I brought some stones. And I thought maybe you could touch them. I I know they're just rocks, but if you touch them, something could happen. Have you felt that way in your life? Like you show up to God and you're like, I've done an awful lot of work. And I brought some rocks. I brought some rocks, but but if you touch them, God, I think something could happen. And it, it, I think this verse is so beautiful. This is Ether chapter 3, verse 5. The brother of Jared, again, in his prayer before the Lord. Behold, O Lord, thou canst do this. That was a declaration of faith. Thou canst do this. We know. Thou art able to show forth great power, which looks small unto the understanding of men. That's the key right there. What we have to offer is small under the understanding of men. What, what is a prayer? What is fasting? What's time in the temple? What's time in the scriptures? It looks small unto the understanding of men. But when God touches those things, great things happen. Power beyond understanding. This story of the brother of Jared is an invitation for each of us to come to God with our pile of rocks and to invite connection, to let God touch the rocks you have to connect and bring light, not just into your life, but into all of the lives of those with whom you share the barges. Because when the barges set forth into the great deep, there's going to be mountain waves. 
and there has to be mountain waves and there has to be a furious wind or we would never get to the promised land. We'd never get there. If it was a calm seas, we'd, we'd be becalmed in the middle of the journey. And that's not where the God wants us. That's not where we want us. He has promised us a promised land. And each of you covenant-keeping women, God has promised you a promised land. He's promised you that. And he keeps his promises. So he's inviting you to bring your stones to be touched, to connect with him. How does he do this? How does he do it? He has this pattern, this pattern of connection. Let me talk to you just really briefly. If you want to play along, I invite you to play along. So this is your brain. And so many of you know this, if you've ever heard me talk or listen to, this is not really my idea. I am not this smart. This is Dr. Dan Siegel. You can look up all sorts of information. He talks about the hand model, but it is a great hand model. It's pretty handy in his words. So here's the spinal cord, lower brain stem. Here's your limbic system. This is your limbic system. This is where you keep your emotions, your gut reaction, fight, flight, freeze, appease. This right here, your limbic system. And when it's tucked safely in the middle of your brain, wrap your prefrontal cortex around it right here, your prefrontal cortex. That's where you keep your values. What's there? Your values. And if you're like, I wonder what I value, then just ask yourself, what am I grateful for? What am I grateful for? And that will kind of give you a little window into your values. What do you value? And I imagine if we went around the, the room here, the big Zoom room or the recording, everyone could share, we share some common values, family or ourselves. We hope we value ourselves, our relationships. So when we act in our values, this is called whole brain. When the limbic system, your emotions are driving your values. This is whole brain. This is when we're, we are problem solvers. We see other people as people. We can connect. We make connections with past, present, future, right? Cause and effect. This all happens. Planning. All of this happens. Creation. Creation happens in whole brain. So we know what we value. We're going to the example of family. We value family. And yet, has there ever been a time that you have felt frustrated, irritated, unkind, even angry with your family? Yeah, guilty. Guilty. So what happens? When we forget our values, the limbic system actually takes over. Like it doesn't really leave its place in the brain, but this synaptically, it's the first thing that's hit. And we have a gut reaction. Maybe you've experienced that, a gut reaction. And then we do things, we say things. At later, when we come back whole brain, we say, oh my gosh, I, I never would have said that, never would have done that if I had been in my right mind. I don't know what I was thinking. Because we weren't thinking. We were totally taken over by the limbic system, just gut reaction. So, so being whole brain, I want you to understand that just in case I slip into this language that I'm so accustomed to. I want you to know what I'm saying. Being whole brain is how we connect. How we connect with our physical self is how we connect with God and it's how we connect with others, being whole brain. But the enemy does not wants you to know that you can choose to be whole brain. He wants to keep you disconnected. God's plan is connection. We're going to talk more in depth about that. The enemy's plan is disconnection. And again, if you've heard me speak much, you know, smoke and mirrors. And that term, smoke and mirrors, 
references that Satan is a great magician and he used smoke and mirrors to stir us up to anger one against another. Like, for example, if I had a mirror right here, you would see out this window, you'd see a trampoline and you'd be like, wow, she has a trampoline in her house. I know it's pretty amazing. But if I shifted the mirror, the trampoline disappears. And, and was it really in my house to begin with? Of course not. Of course not. It was just mirrors, shifting mirrors. But we don't notice how the mirrors shift because like any great magician, there's a distraction, the smoke. Often it's emotional smoke or situational smoke. It's a smoke. It's just a distraction. So we don't know, notice that the enemy is shifting mirrors on us. All we notice is what we see in the mirror and we think that's the enemy. And we fight whatever image we see in that mirror, not noticing Satan and his host shifting the mirror. So if you have ever felt, let, let, me, share, let me share an experience with my husband. My, my husband, we, I, as a dutiful mother, I want to help keep my family safe. So I keep a board, a stick, a stick in the sliding door. And when the sliding door is open with that stick, right, it's not going anywhere. So my husband comes out one morning and he yanks on the sliding door and it hits the stick. And he's all of a sudden, like so quickly, he is feeling frustrated. And instead of, instead of seeing the stick and seeing what's really going on, Immediately, he starts to think, because of watch for the smoke and mirror, my wife, oh, Kim, Kim is so frustrating. She put that stick there just to frustrate me. And then this laundry list of all the things that I do to frustrate him came up. And then he stepped back and he was like, whoa, what just happened here? And he realized he saw the smoke and mirrors. He was a little bit tired, so he was feeling something. He pulled really hard and the door hit that stick. It didn't open. So again, the frustration being stopped in his action, stick, all of this situation, right? This builds like so fast. We can become emotionally flooded so fast. And then, then the mirror starts shifting from the stick to the enemy. And then to immediately see me as the enemy, but thank Kevin, he could recognize what was really going on. That's worth writing down. What's really going on here? And he was able to clear the smoke and recognize, whoa, 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 whoa. This is just a situation. My wife is not the enemy. The stick's not even the enemy. And to step back and fight the real battle. Okay, so, so with this, this metaphor of smoke and mirrors, I want to invite you to ponder on that. Here's a good question. Who or what do I see as the enemy? And, and I've, I've taught this to lots of people and they say, oh, I don't, I don't see anybody as the enemy. Like, I don't, I don't treat anybody as the enemy. So, so I invite you to be a little more in, introspective. If you feel blame or same, blame is somebody else is the problem. Same is I'm the problem. Criticism, if you criticize, complain, compare, and this is the short list. Criticize, complain, compare, blame, and shame. Three C's and two rhyming words. That's just, again, that's the short list. Boy, you could keep going on and on with that. But those are clues that that's just smoke. It's not real. 
that's just the situation. That's the emotion. That's how you notice, right? That's how you notice smoke is going on. And really, smoke and mirrors, all of it comes down to, to pride. Like if we put an umbrella over that, it would all be pride. It's all pride. I'm better than. I deserve. It's just pride. And that's, that's the beginning of the enemy's pattern of disconnection. This is also worth writing down. It starts with pride. And you're going to notice pride because of smoke and mirrors. What's really going on here is never what you think it is. What, one more, one more uh, thought on the mirrors. He's 50. He's 50 with those mirrors. The enemy is. And he will, he'll again, he'll shift them. You see your spouse, your family. You'll see, you'll see anything and everything as the enemy. Money, time, pornography. If we just fight pornography, right? That's the battle. No, that's not the battle. I'm going to tell you what the real battle is. Hold on. Or even like he'll shift the mirrors right at you. And he'll say, look at you. You weren't going to do that again. You weren't going to eat all the Oreos again. You weren't going to say that to your, to your kids again. You weren't going to stay up late again. That, he, you see, he's just holding that mirror up saying, look, you're the enemy. You should fight you. You should fight you. Because if we're busy fighting ourselves or fighting our family, game over. He can just step out and just laugh. Or he gets really tricky. He does this. He does this mirror reflection thing right back and forth. Just a, a magic trick. It's just mirrors. And we will see God as the enemy. Or God's prophet. Or the commandments. Or the church as the enemy. Because look, that's I could never, okay, listen to this. This is comparison. I could never keep those commandments. I can never be that good. So who do we see as the enemy right there? That's a double shift, right? We're seeing the commandments. We're seeing eternal life. And we're seeing ourselves. All this shifting of mirrors. Oh, he's so good at what he does. Because he is intent on destroying us. So this is, so I, I really want you to understand the spoken mirrors. Because he's using it all the time. We've got to call him out on it. What's really going on here is never about what it seems. Okay, this is the enemy's pattern. Pride. And we're going to recognize pride with smoke and mirrors. Pride. Contention. Contention is of the devil. That's when we start fighting whatever we see in the mirror. Pride. Contention. The next one is dissension. This separation, a separation of, of relationships, whether that's on big scale, like you read in the Book of Mormon, you're going to see this pattern over and over and over again. There was dissension, but you'll see it, you'll see it in families too, right? Criticism, criticism. Why can't you be better? Why can't you be better? Which is smoke and mirrors. And that's contention. Then the dissension, the separation. And then what it ultimately leads you to is destruction. Pride, you're going to see it with smoke and mirrors. Contention of the devil, dissension, the separation, and destruction. He wants to destroy your soul, and he will do it at whatever level he can. It might even be that this little pattern goes on internally. Nobody else knows it's just going on right in here. It's comparing myself to others. 
I see myself as the enemy or others as the enemy, right? That's the pride, the contention. Oh, I should be better. I should be better. That's the contention, the dissension. I'm just not worth it. Or they're, they're not worth it. Or, or eternal life's not worth it. God's not worth it. The commandments are too hard. It's not worth it. Step away, right? And then the destruction. The destruction of the soul, the destruction of peace of mind, the destruction doesn't matter. That's the enemy's ultimate game. I invite you to consider this pattern in your life. See it in the Book of Mormon. It's so apparent in the Book of Mormon. You'll see it in our society. But I invite you to see it in your families. See it in your personal relationships. See it in, in you. See it in your relationship with God. Do you know how I know this? Because I fight this battle. I am not standing on a tower saying, hey, this is how you fight. I'm saying, I'm in the trenches. I've been fighting this battle this morning. And it takes mighty prayer. And this is how, okay, now let's get to, how do you win, right? You're like, oh my gosh, there's all this, this battle upon me, this pattern of, of pride, smoke and mirrors, contention, dissension, destruction. Is there any hope? Absolutely. There is hope through Jesus Christ. So this is why it is so important to understand God's pattern of connection. This is God's pattern of connection. It starts with connection. How do we connect? Oh, if you want to type it in the chat box, write a list of how you connect. If you've got a piece of paper, start your list because this is an invitation to write a list of ways to connect. And there's lots of ways. How do you connect personally? What we just did is we started, right, that deep breathing, becoming very present in your temple. That was connection. That was connection in your temple. Become very present. Connection with God. Open your eyes. Look upon God. Look upon each other. Like really see, oh, oh, in Third Nephi when he says, behold your little one, that's an invitation for connection. To really open your eyes and see what's really going on here. Why are the people we love struggling? Is it because they are the enemy? When we open our eyes and see them, we see they are fighting hard battles. They might see themselves as the enemy. And if we, someone who loves them, professes love to them, points out all their problems, then what does that say? That's more evidence. See, I really am the enemy, says the person you love. We've got to clear the smoke, clear the smoke. It's all about connection. Behold your loved ones. Behold your little ones. And I invite you to behold yourself, to have the courage to open your eyes when you look in the mirror and see yourself. Have compassion. The person, the people in your life, that are fighting hard battles need to be beholden. But you, I validate that you are also fighting hard battles. Behold the little one in you. That connection begins here. We can just open our eyes and look upon each other, look upon yourself. And God is always looking upon us, beholding us, infinitely beholding us. He sees the accurate. He sees the now. He sees what's happening. He sees the mess. 
but he also sees the glorious healing. He also sees the, the, the infinite possibility that's in you through Jesus Christ. The enemy does not want you to see that. He only wants you to see this mess. He doesn't want you to see the eternity. He wants you to see true. He doesn't want you to see truth, eternal, healing through Jesus Christ. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. All things. But please remember that last part. Through Jesus Christ. As very capable, powerful, loving daughters of God, we think, yeah, we can do all things. We forget that last part. Please highlight that last part. Through Jesus Christ who strengthens me. That's the important part. Okay, back to, back to God's plan. Back to his pattern. God's plan is connection. It begins with connection. Open your eyes. Behold. And everything God does is an invitation to connect with him. Bring me your rocks, he says. Come connect. Make covenants with me. Oh, you're going to fall down. That's okay. Come back. Let's do it again. Come back every day. Come back. Come back. My, the son, Jesus, Jesus Christ, right? God's son. God says, my son wants total connection at one month. At one month. Atonement. He wants total connection with you. He's the only one that can. Totally. He knows your burden personally because he's carried it. He's lifted it. And not just lifted it to give it back. Like he's like, nope, mine. Because he is powerful and mighty. Everything God does is connection. Think about the temple. Think about the plan of salvation. It is all connection, connection, connection. Think about family. And God's plan of getting people on the planet in families. It's all about connection. So connection. The next step is love. We open our eyes to behold. And we pray to be filled with love. Love. The love of God that can dwell in the hearts of the people. That's the real battle. Whatever we see in the mirrors is just an illusion. The Nephites lived for 200 years of peace because of the love of God that did dwell in the hearts of the people. Not because they were fighting Satan. Not because they were fighting pornography. Not because they were fighting secret combinations but because they were focused on the real battle. The real battle is to have the love of God in our hearts. L let me say that in a couple of ways. The real battle is to have the spirit. The real battle is to be whole brain. The real battle is to be your very best self. doesn't matter what anybody else is doing or showing up. If you are being your very best self, you've won the battle. If you are connecting with God, you've won the battle. No matter what else is going on or not going on in your life. The real battle. The real battle is connection. The enemy wants you to fight the mirrors, the illusion. Fight yourself, fight God, fight anything. He doesn't really care. But when we fight to be connected with God, connected whole brain, we win every time and we win every battle. But God is not done with it. Connection, love, sanctification. That's part of the pattern. And sanctification cometh by the Holy Ghost. 
every time we win the real battle and we feel the sweetness of the spirit, we become a little bit closer, a little more open. We become changed, transformed. We're truly connecting with God the way he intends for us. And after sanctification is exaltation. That's God's pattern of connection. Connection, love, sanctification, exaltation. Where he says, come, come live, not just with me, but like me. Be with me in my work. And sisters, that is what our commission is now. To be with God in his work now. To bring to pass the immortality and eternal life of man. That's exaltation. God says there's this pattern. We're going to keep repeating it. Connection, love, sanctification, exaltation. Increased connection, increased love, increased sanctification, and more exaltation until we receive his fullness. And then on the other side, again, the enemy. Pride, which what's been spoken mirrors. Contention, dissension, destruction. This is the invitation for connection. So I want you to ponder, ponder for just a moment. When was the last time you really felt connected? I hope it's right now. I hope you feel your mind open and you're receiving that connection with God. That you're seeing clearly, beholding yourself and others. What's really going on here? It's never about the situation and it's never about what we see in the mirror, but it feels like that's what's happening because there's so much evidence and your brain loves evidence. So it wants to be smart. So it's like, if there's evidence, I'm going to believe it. My family's not healing because there's no evidence. I'm still a mess because there's so much evidence. So here's an invitation to step into that power with Christ. When the enemy hits you with those lies, to step back and say, with Jesus Christ, I can do all things with Jesus Christ. It all works out with Christ. My family is healed through Jesus Christ. As a covenant-keeping woman, this is your promised land. That's your gift. It's as if you have already received it. So the invitation is to step in and receive it now with joy, with Jesus Christ. Saying happy declarations and powerful declarations is not enough unless you add those words. Because if there's any evidence that life is still messy, your brain is going to believe the evidence. So if you have declarations on your wall, and if you don't, then let's get some. And we can do an activity to do that, but I don't know if we'll have time right now. But add those words with Jesus Christ. I am loved with Jesus Christ. I am an, a freaking awesome mother with Jesus Christ. I'm doing this with Jesus Christ. I'm learning to walk with Jesus Christ, hand in hand. And as you learn to walk with him, to connect with God, and his invitation is always open. Come, connect, connect, connect. Come, says Christ. Come, says the Father. Connect. Then you don't need to worry about what anybody else is doing because they're going to see you in that connection. Moreover. They will feel that connection with Christ. You continue to invite them into that connection. And it might look like, well, this is what it's looked like in my life. 
it might look like some really late night talk because that's the only time my teenager was open to connection. It might look like a lot of food and laughing and going on hikes and pleading with God that they will feel the spirit. In fact, not just pleading with God, but praising God that your people in your life will feel his love through you and that you're open to that how to bring them in at Revelation. So here's, here's an invitation. To ponder times that you have felt disconnected. We need to be aware of those times because guaranteed if they worked in the past, the enemy is going to try it again. If smoke and mirrors worked in the past, he's going to try it again. So that's, that's bad news. Except it's also good news because you know he's going to try it again. You can be ready. When I see name the situation, name the person. When I see this as the enemy, this person, this situation, myself, and I'm going to notice it because of complaining, comparing, criticizing, blame, or state, but it's just pride. When I see that, I'm going to recognize that's just smoke and mirrors. What's really going on is just smoke and mirrors. And how am I going to clear the smoke? How am I going to see clearly? I'm going to pull out my other list. When we are offline, we are not problem solvers. This is why we need a list. What can I do to connect? Here's a great one. Start with gratitude. Default to gratitude. One night I came home, I was working full time. My husband was recovering from a brain tumor and oh, my life was, my life felt really heavy. And I just found out my son was, was struggling with pornography. And I was just like, oh my gosh, my life is heavy. It felt heavy. And as we knelt down for family prayers and I, I looked around the room, I saw all these beautiful people in my life. And the only thing I could think of was, I've got to talk to you about this and this, and you've seen your room and you didn't do your chores. And why didn't we have dinner on time? And all the things. And I'm feeling so disconnected. Like I'm choking on smoke, mirrors flashing all over the place. And just like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And, and I became conscious enough to say, default to gratitude. Like, I'm holding my breath here, right? I can't breathe. The smoke's so thick. So I looked around the room, and I looked at each one of them, and I said, you know what? I, I'm just so grateful for, and I, I listed something very sincerely about each one of them. And boy, it did not take very long before smoke was cleared, and there was true connection. And then, then when we opened our prayer to God, it was like, sanctification, exaltation, that was a vision of heaven being there with the people I love. But it was because I reached out in gratitude. It didn't change the fact that dinner was late and the house was a mess. But that didn't matter. That was just smoke and mirrors, right? We were connecting. And once that connection was open, then we could connect with God. That's where healing comes. Sanctification is the healing. Ponder a time when you have felt connected. And, and again, you might have a list of how do I connect with myself? How do I connect with God? How do I connect with others? How do I connect with families? How do I connect with strangers? Default to gratitude is a great place to start. Music, joy, and oh my gosh, it's a long list. Using your physical body. Did you ever feel that? I just got to go for a walk, clear my brain, clear my mind. But you're clearing the smoke out, right? Trying to connect, reconnect with your physical body so you can connect disagree with others. A note on connection. There are some things that are intrinsically designed for connection. 
But if your arrows to your heart are not in the right direction, it will create disconnection. Okay. If you are just trying to go through the motions to connect, but inside your heart is still in contention, that feeling of that what you want with connection will actually create more disconnection. That's something to ponder. Are your, are your heart arrows facing in? Is it all about me? Are they facing out? It's all about you. Ponder that. How are you beholding when you look upon those you love and look upon yourself? Is it with heart arrows out to desire to connect? Even if you're unskilled at it, even if you're unskilled, if your intention is, I want to connect, God help me, it will happen. Okay, let me, let me wrap up with a quick story. Enzio Busha, Elder Busha, this is from his book. Look up his book, Yearning for the Living God. Yearning for the Living God. Enzio Busha talks about, as when he was first called as a 70, that he went out to visit a mission saw the missionaries, all the things, stayed the night at the mission home. The mission president woke him up in the middle of the night. And the mission president explained, there's, there's been a situation. And Elder Bush is like, President, let's talk in the morning. And then he kind of woke up and he's like, what did you just say? The missionaries, two missionaries had, had been breaking some rules. And one of them was filled with fear. And an evil spirit literally possessed his body. And so the APs were called, the assistants to the president missionaries came and uh, gave the missionary blessing, cast out the evil spirit. But when they left, one of the assistants to the president, one of those missionaries had just a little bit of fear. And that evil spirit possessed him. And now he had this evil spirit. And so his companions, like, oh my gosh, what do I do? Took him to the mission president's home, in the middle of the night. And the mission president gets up, gives him a priesthood blessing, nothing happens. And the mission president thinking, what am I going to do? The priesthood didn't cast out this evil spirit. What am I going to do? And then he remembers, oh, I have a 70 downstairs. Oh, please, I'll go get him. So Elder Busha, and again, this is like his first assignment. And he's like, oh, no. So Elder Busha tells the president, I'll, I'll be right up. So he, he dresses and he's thinking, what am I going to do if the priesthood couldn't cast this evil spirit out? I don't know what I'm going to do. And he starts to feel sincere. And when he goes upstairs, he could see the scene. And it was, he said it was, it was terrifying. This missionary riding around and the mission president's wife and the companion just, you know, in, in terror, in, in fear. And, and he starts to pray. And he's like, Heavenly Father, I don't know what I'm going to do. And into his mind comes these words. Write these words down. Perfect love casts out all fear. Perfect love casteth out all fear. And you must pray to be filled with that love. And Elder Busher began to pray mightily. And he said he just felt like this warmth of heaven just fill him. And the fear left. And the scene that moments before was so scary. Now he said it was almost comical. There was no fear. And he still did not know what to do. Sisters, have you been in that experience where you still don't know what to do? But I promise you, if you pray to be filled with God's love, pray for that connection with God, you will know. Even if it's not perfect, even if it's unskilled. So Elder Butcher walks over, kneels in front of this elder, wraps his arms around him and says, Elder, I love you. And he felt it. Elder Butcher was filled with God's love and immediately the evil spirit left. And they had just this outpouring of God's spirit, this true connection. 
and they straight up rejoiced and testified and and just was amazing. But he said something. He said, I learned a lot from that experience. He said, it dawned on me. Uh, I learned in that moment that when we are under the influence of the spirit, we find a sense of humor, the ability to smile and not take ourselves too seriously. And we can laugh at ourselves. And then it dawned on me that the adversary's weapons are sarcasm, irony, and cynicism. But the Lord's power is a gentle sense of humor. I have learned more and more since then that the adversary cannot deal with a sense of humor. He does not have a sense of humor. He doesn't even know what it is. He is always dead serious. But when you have a sense of humor, you are in control of the adversary's influence. My beautiful sisters, create a list of how to connect, ways to connect, a lot of ways, because when you're offline, you're not a problem solver. When we're under attack, you're not a problem solver. I know this because I've been under attack. What did I do this morning? This morning I prayed mightily and it felt that the heavens were closed. So I read the scriptures and they were just like bouncing off me. And I'm like, what do I need to do? The smoke is so thick. The mirrors are so convincing. So I reached out. I have a good friend. I reached out for counsel who counseled me and counseled me and helped me turn my heart back to God and what I needed to do to clear the smoke. He helped me clear the smoke. Then I knelt down in prayer and then I could, then I could know the spirit. And then I sought for a priesthood blessing. And then I studied the scriptures and I'm just like, and lessons of music. Like, wow, I'm ready to connect. I'm ready because I opened my eyes and I reached out. Sometimes we got to do that. You cannot fight this battle on your own. Go to the Lord and those that will help you find him. You can do all things through him. And he might say, here's some answers. Now, what do you want me to do? And as you ponder that and you look at your life and you think, wow, I got a bag of rocks. Go to the mountain. Bring him your rocks. And he will touch them one by one. In fact, he will give you more rocks. The brother of Jared went up with 16 stones and God gave him two more, the Urim and the Thummim. He came down with 18, filled with light. God can show forth great work that looks small unto the understanding of men. And his works might look small to your understanding. As he touches your rocks, he might say, write a letter, do some family history, smile at yourself, make this for dinner, wear this color, because it will just brighten your eyes. Go for a walk, take a nap, eat more protein, eat more salad, I don't know. He's going to touch your rocks and you will be filled with light. And that connection will increase and you will be filled with love. And through that love, you will fill the spirit and you will become increasingly sanctified and receive exaltation, which is a family, a family matter. Oh, how do you feel right now? Like if we were to type in the chat box, how are you feeling? Are you feeling connected? Are you feeling disconnected? Anything to connect especially to connect with who you truly are and God, who he is and your power for he is mighty. Oh, I have felt the spirit with you. I have felt the spirit. Yes, the spirit has definitely been here. Kim, thank you so much. The spirit has been so, so present. Thank you, ladies. We're going to transition into our Q&A, but before we do, 
we just want to remind you again that, yeah, Kim has testified so beautifully of it, that our Savior is the hope of our world, our personal internal world, and of the world, right? Of the world of our family. He is the hope. But I think that one of the things that you mentioned, Kim, that was so powerful is the thing that helped you to finally clear the smoke and get the mirrors out of the way was to connect, like to say, I can't do this by myself. I'm trying all the right answers. I can't do it by myself. And so it was to reach out to, to someone who maybe wasn't in the situation that could see it objectively, that could then assist, right? Because they're not where you're at. And often that's what we need in our lives is someone else that isn't us, who's been on a very similar path and has skills about how to do that. And so we just want you to know that one of our messages of hope during our Stay by the Tree Messages of Hope webinar series is that there is some awesome resources for you and your family at Life Changing Services that are directly aligned with your values in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that we work so hard to provide women, you, with resources that help you to say, oh, we're so grateful for your investment. The investment you have made personally is huge. And so that's why our Mothers Who Know resources are so available and free because your investment is deep. And we get that. But we can't do it by ourselves. We need to connect. And I, one of my questions for Kim that I have is about connection. And it is this connection of, yeah, like just that very thing. Like we connect internally. We are so internally focused with what we need to solve, what needs to happen, the things that we want to find solutions to. But we hesitate connecting outside of ourselves. We just want to connect to God and we want him to come and help us, right? And then we don't have to go find help over there because that's really scary and super vulnerable and people might see our mess and how terrifying it is. They might see that I'm not a good mom. They might see that we're this deep into it, you know, and I missed it kind of a thing. So Anyway, that's one of my questions for you. And I just want you ladies to be noticing in the chat that those resources that we have will be put in the chat from now until the end of the webinar. And then at the end of the webinar, we're going to be sharing with you what's coming up next week. And yeah, a couple of those resources. But now we're going to the Q&A. So yeah, Kim, if you could just hit on that for a minute, like that, it's so hard to just reach out. Yeah, it's so vulnerable, right? To say, hey, everybody's got it together but me. Okay. Notice the smoke and mirrors comparing. Because that's why I'm telling you this morning, I was under attack. I wanted you to know I'm in the battle. And Brene Brown, she's a, a, a shame researcher. She said, connection is the essence of the human experience. Connection just spells shame. Shame is hide hide, disconnect, 
disconnect. If you really knew, you would reject me. But I, I want I want to post this to you. God sees like God sees it all. Like He sees us in our nakedness. He sees us, and He adores us when we are really vulnerable. When we're really open and appropriately so, right? Don't don't just go washing your dirty laundry in the town square. But when it's an appropriate place to connect, like you need help, please connect. It's just this. So, so Satan wants to keep you alone and disconnected and in shame because in shame, we're isolated, right? We're disconnected from God even. And God says, come, come. Connect. So, yes, pray. Yes, reach out. That's the whole point. It's not just connect alone with God. It's connect with, he wants total connection. Does that make sense? And, and the way... And I mentioned this when I was talking, but I want to I want to emphasize it. If someone in your life is struggling, and you think, "Well, I just need to connect with them," that will save them. No, it won't save them. If you connect with Jesus, you keep your eyes on that brass serpent. You connect with Christ, and you invite them, "Come eat lunch with me." And I'm going to keep my eyes on here, but I'm going to keep my arm right here. That's an invitation for them to connect. But it's their journey. It's their journey. Your your job is to connect, to be whole brain, best self, connect with God, connect with others. Does that make sense? And if you are trying to hold it together alone, boy, Satan loves that. He loves that. That's part of that disconnection. Life-changing services. I, Karen, I just cannot honor you enough for your courage to step into this. You were dealing with some messy stuff with a son. And you just had courage to step into your own journey. I honor you for that. I truly honor you for that. I honor all of you for just showing up. And sometimes we can't talk about our loved one's journey because it's their journey, right? And it's killing you, but it's theirs. But you figure out what's yours. And yes, you give it to God. And you also, God put us, President Kimball was very clear on this. He put us into each other's lives. So that he could answer our prayers. So recognize that. That you are an answer to someone's prayer as you open your mouth. And they are an answer to your prayer as as you find the help that you need to. Karen, that was such a great question. I hope that was of worth to somebody here. And I appreciate I, I put in the chat box right in your takeaways. I do that for two reasons. Because it's powerful to share. And I want you to also reflect on what you've learned. What you've thought of. what How you felt during that. And you're welcome to go that direction with the Q&A, Kim. Oh, fun. Okay. Are there, are there specific questions? I want to address specific questions. You know what, Kim? We do have five or six um, questions that have come in. Sure. Should we go ahead? Okay. So, okay. The first question, although these two I'll put together, they're, they're about sanctification. And you had mentioned that. And so just wanted to, let's see. There yeah, the question is, just can I get a little bit more explanation of what to do for sanctification? And then here's another question that goes along with it. Oh, just can you go over what it is with Thank the other question? Oh, such a good question. I should have had my, I have my wrong scripture. Like it's highlighted in my other scripture. I'm looking in third Nephi because it talks about it. I might have to get back to you on that one. Look it up. I, oh, please. I was just going to say sanctification is healing or us becoming more healed, which opens us up to becoming more like Christ. So as we allow ourselves to heal, 
We're being sanctified. The Holy Ghost is making us a new creature. The fleshy tables of our hearts are turning from stone to these fleshy tables. You know, of our hearts are changing to soften. We're changing. So sanctification is us changing and healing, but it's so much to do with us becoming more like the Savior. The Holy Ghost is the sanctifier. There's been some great talks in General Conference, and I, I wish that I had names right off, but it's one of the sisters. I, it might have been Sister Marriott talked about every time you feel the Holy Ghost, worthiness versus worth. It might have been Sister Joan, but talked about every time you feel the Holy Ghost, that's an increased sanctifier. The Holy Ghost cleanses, like Karen pointed out. We're in the middle of transformation with sanctification. We're being transformed. We're being clean. We're being made holy. So you know you're being sanctified when something in in the past has happened and immediately you go to a place that's like, this is not a good place for me to be. Like I'm seeing everybody, you know, in these mirrors that are shifting. The emotional smoke is getting so huge. But then as you just lean in to the Savior's atonement and all of that, you know, it's us noticing, oh my God. It was after I did that that I had this realization. Guess what I just did? And in the past, I've never even had that thought. I just think, boy, I, I needed to say that. That needed to be done, you know? So it's just, you can see you're being sanctified, can't you, Kim, when it's just like, well, I used to do it like this. And now I feel a little better. Yeah, just becoming a little bit better. So, okay, so I found it in, in 3 Nephi chapter 27. If you want to write that down. Third Nephi by 2720. Now this is the commandment. Repent all ye ends of the earth. And don't you just love that President Nelson has been really clear on what repentance is? He's saying change. Change all ye ends of the earth. Return to me all ye ends of the earth. That's what he's saying. Repent all ye ends of the earth. Come unto me, that invitation for connection, and be baptized. Make a covenant. That's connection. Make a covenant. Take my name. Be really connected with me. Do my work. Come and be baptized in my name that ye may be sanctified by the reception of the Holy Ghost. Sanctified, that ye may be made clean, pure, holy, changed, transformed, a little bit better every time you receive the Holy Ghost. How beautiful is that? If you have felt the Spirit this morning, that's a little step into sanctification. You're a little more clean a little more purified, a little more holy because of him, that ye may stand spotless before me at the last day. And if, if you look under topical guide with sanctification, there's just tons and tons and tons. Of and, and again, recent talks and doctrine conference, or a general conference. That was a really great question. Thanks for calling me on it. Karen, thanks for your insight. Thank you. BJ, are there other questions? And did that make sense? Whoever was curious about sanctification, did that make sense? Let me talk briefly. Okay, so connection, love, you guys get that, and pray for the love of, of God, right? It's not just our love, but it's charity, the pure love of Christ, to see things clearly. And that doesn't mean you're a pushover. God is very clear where he stands on commandments. He's very clear, but boy, does he love us. So connection, love, sanctification, we're being changed, we're being made holy, we're being transformed. An exaltation, that's a family matter. President Nelson points out that's a family matter. That exaltation is living the life that God lives. We've been changed 
to be like him and the people with us. And if the people with us aren't sanctified yet, by your being in their midst, Emmanuel, God with us, that invites them to connect, them to love, them for sanctification and exaltation, to live in that state. That's the pattern. Okay, good. I'm glad that sanctification made sense. And, and maybe you want to study that. Maybe maybe that the Lord is saying, hey, find out more about that. I have more for you. EJ, do you have other questions that were brought up? Let's see if we have time to add this one in, then we'll see, see where we're at. But thanks for the question. A lot of us relate to this one. Let's see. One of my hardest times is when I receive criticism from my husband and children because I think, well, if the people I, that know me best don't like me, then the real me must be truly unlikable. How do I connect with God in times like that? Thank you so much. Boy, does anybody else feel that? And what's really going on there? What's really going on is that the people in your life are under attack also. They're seeing you as the enemy. And so if we get sucked into that smoke and mirrors, we're just like, oh, wait, wait, that, that's where it happens. Okay, you bring us two jobs, keep you alive and be smart. And it wants to be smart because of evidence, right? It looks for evidence and it says, I'm so smart, I see all the evidence. And if, and if your, your family, your husband, and that can be a doubly hurtful, I, I recognize that, doubly hurtful when people that you love are holding up mirrors and fighting you, criticizing, right? And recognize it goes both ways. When you hurt people that you love or you're trying to help them, right? I'm just pointing this out so I can help you. Okay, so this, going back to the real battle, this is hard. The real battle is can you be your best self no matter what? anyone else does or says so if they're seeing you as the enemy they see you and there's evidence why you are the enemy and they hold this up and they say look you're the enemy look at you you're all this you're all that and it's a mess and if you look in that mirror long enough you're going to say yeah i am you must be right okay so we got to clear the smoke because it's not about that this is the only way to win smoke and mirrors. Because if you get sucked into this, smoke and mirrors. The only way to clear the smoke and when it, this is going on, let, let me tell you. Okay. Here's, here's one way to do it. Write down all of those negative thoughts. Write them down. Because that's all the evidence. Right? Your brain loves. And we want to take it. Because obviously your husband and your children are also under attack. They see you as the enemy. The lie is you're the enemy. That's not the truth. The truth is, you are a loving, wonderful woman who, who might be unskilled. And it sounds like they're unskilled too. That's okay. You can learn to go. Okay. And then for every single negative thought, some of you know this, for every single negative thought, because that's just an enemy attack. Is there, is there evidence that it might be accurate? Yeah. That's why we believe it. That's why your husband believes it. That's why your kids believe it. That's why you believe it. There's evidence that those things are actual because there's evidence. Okay. Evidence right here. Temporal. It's temporal. Temporary. We want truth. Eternal. For every negative thought, you write three positive. Three positive and add this to every positive. Through Jesus Christ. With Jesus Christ. That's how you win that battle. You focus on truth with Christ. 
If you're fighting this by yourself, it is too big. There's too much evidence, too hard with Jesus Christ. Another thing about your brain, your brain does not get knocked. If I say, do not think about pizza, do not think about ice cream, do not think about your nap, do not think, what, what are you thinking of? You're like, oh my gosh, let's end this meeting. I'm going to get you so exhausted. Let's go eat ice cream and pizza and take a nap. So your brain doesn't get not. Don't look down. That always happens in movies. People look down. When you write the positive, this is an invitation to step into faith, to step in to a higher vision than your own. I am healed through Jesus Christ. I am organized with Jesus Christ. I got it all together with Jesus Christ. Because that's evidence your brain will believe and your spirit can cling to. I'm strong with Jesus Christ. Every negative thought, every positive. So you either write them down or if you're under attack and they're giving you stuff, say, please, I love you so much. And they'll be like, my mother is crazy. Yep. Write that one down too, will you? I've got it all together with Jesus Christ. I'm healing. I'm learning through Christ. And it's all going to work out through Jesus Christ. I clean up messes with Jesus Christ. Beautiful. I'm learning to walk. I'm learning skills with Christ. And it's all going to work out. Does that make sense? Is that a good answer? Does that help? We cannot fight on our own. The enemy's too big. He's too sneaky. But with Jesus Christ, I can do all things. I can do all things with Christ. And instead, I know, I know I've had this temptation. When I've got my bag of rocks, I want to knock people on the head with it. Say, I've just got rocks in there. Don't do that. Take them to God and let him touch the rocks. And if you can humble yourself, humbling yourself is a connection. I say, thank you. I really appreciate your concern for me because I love you so much. And then you take them. You write three positives with Jesus Christ for every negative. And then you destroy this negative list. Give your brain evidence. This is just garbage. My husband was just under attack. He's just choking on smoke. It's okay. I adore that man. He's unskilled, but boy, is he learning. So happy to be in this fight together. Do we have time for any more questions? You know, Karen, we do have several more questions that have been in the chat. Some of them might need just a little more time. So maybe let's just bring those to another place we have time for questions, which is at our Warrior Mothers Who Know. We have a specific group that meets every Thursday at 11 o'clock Mountain Time. Oh. It's such a powerful place for questions and linking arms. And just thank you. There, there were a few more. I wish we had a little more time in there, but it might. Karen, I'll let you take it from here where you want to go. And then we have a few things we want to share at the end as well. Can I say one thing really quick? I'm gonna, there's my, my email. My email is eternalfamilywarriors at gmail. If, if you want to connect with me, I would be delighted to connect with you. And I highly encourage you to take advantage of Karen's offer for a complimentary session. Karen is a mother who knows. She's powerful. I love this woman. Thank you all so much for letting me connect with you. I love you too, Kim. I'm going to come right back to you in just a second for just your final. Here's what, if I were to drop a football and kick it toward a field goal, this is my message of hope. Hello. Okay, so that's what. That's where you're going next. And then we're going to go to BJ. But I just want you gals to understand both on the third Tuesday of every month at 11 a.m. Mountain Time, we have a Q&A with the Daughters of Light, Warrior Women of Light with their resources. And so I'll be reaching out to Kim and asking her what her schedule's like. And maybe she could join us 
this next third Tuesday in June. And we can bring those questions up out loud so everybody can learn and connect together. And that will be pretty powerful. We'll see if we can get that accomplished. But I just wanted to add one more thing. Kim mentioned when people, so I guess this would be kind of a my little message of hope at the end. And it is when people have opinions to share with us that feel like criticisms and Kim pointing out that that's just them being in a battle too. One of the things, because we know we are in battle and we want to catch our enemy, Satan, at what he does to destroy our truth, to destroy our confidence and to destroy, you know, our ability to keep the spirit with us and stay by the tree and feel God's love for us and for other people. One thing, maybe as you get further down the road and your family understands that they might be in a battle as well, or even before that, I would just say, here's another idea I would just add to what Kim said. I would say to them, well, because I know that whenever there's contention or whenever something is going on where I see you as somebody who makes my life harder, or you see me as someone who makes your life harder, then really, it's kind of like, you know, the enemy's trying to pit us against each other. We don't play into Satan's game. Like, we don't want to do that. So I'm happy to receive as long as every negative thing you have of me also has a positive thing about me. I want you to tell me something that I do good, too. Because if I just ask my family for, you know, their, you know, the stuff they didn't like about me, that might be a little too hard for me, right? Might not be in a strong enough place to, to confront all that. But it's just good to invite other people also to look at the battle they're in and look, see the real enemy in the situation, or even take the list that I make. I want to show you what I, what I do with it. Then you can say, you know, what you've learned through Christ, here's the truth and, you know, show them. I want you to know that, you know, this, instead of me feeling like so sad or mad or hurt. I feel empowered and grateful, and this is what's really true. Anyway, just be sure you, you hit the other end. Like, stick it to the enemy. Don't just, you know, you, you need to shine the light on the darkness, too. That's so. Thank you so much, Kim. We love you dearly. You're on. And I'm so glad you said that, right? I get focused on how I'm fighting, yeah. but recognizing that there are new warriors here. Yeah, That could be really hurtful. If you don't know how to put your shields up and really fight that, that, that could knock you out. I'll fight with you. But I love that, Karen. Invite them. Teach your family. Teach them about smoke and mirrors. It's just smoke and mirrors. You see me as the enemy. There's evidence. And why well, I see you, but there's evidence. But you know how we, we clear this? Let's just connect. Love it. Okay. My only, my only takeaway, or my, well, I would love to do takeaways with everyone. My final thought, that's, what, that's where we're going. Final thought, the big hurrah, is fight the real battle the real battle is to have the spirit to have the spirit is the battle when you win that battle you win all the battle and it does not depend on how anyone else shows up in your life and i'm telling you it's a tough battle to fight fight the real battle and if understanding how to have the spirit in your life feels confusing 
then fight for connection. Fight for peace with Christ. Fight to be whole brain. Fight to show up as your very best self. It's all the same thing. The real battle is to have the spirit. To have the spirit is the battle. When you win that battle, you win all the battle. And I second what Karen says. Teach your family. Expose the enemy. Just smoke and mirrors. The only way to win is with Christ. Thank you, Kim, for giving us your email. And anyone, if you haven't heard of Daughters of Light, it's a training program for young women where they meet in a group setting. And Kim directs and leads those groups, our in-person groups. I don't know if you have online groups. Do you, Kim? Yeah. Holly and Megan both have online groups and an analogy for warrior women. Okay. Yeah. So if you are in close to come to Farmington, Utah, I do in two in-person groups, two hours a week, and then there's online groups. Yes. Yeah. And if you're ever thinking, this is hard, like I love this, what she shared today, but it's kind of hard applying all of this. That's one of the things that Kim does as well. She trains people who know how to train people on how to live these principles, how to, how to be your very best self and stay whole-brained and see the real enemy and all of that. And so, yeah, Kim is an Eternal Warriors coach. And you can go to lifechangingservices.org under the training and support tab. And you will find a coach's page. And there's lots of people there that can help you learn the things that she taught today. BJ, back to you, girl. Thank you. Big thank you, Kim. I had a thousand things go through my mind and notes here about you mentioned how uh, your son was having certain things, your husband was recovering, and you were thinking about all the mess. And, and then you thought about how you could, let me see what you said. Oh, you just mentioned um, something about each of them and seeing them talking sincerely about them. And oh boy, that's going to change my morning. So thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. I want to I wanna show up a little bit different and see them. So anyway, I appreciate that. So we just wanted to thank you. We wanted to also just remind you of a couple of things before we let you go about who's, who will be coming to present the next few weeks and and also just a couple of other things that we thought that might be helpful for you. So again, the, the Daughters of Light program, the one that Kim helps with, that's this one here. You can go to daughtersoflight.org to find out more about that. Our daughters and us parenting and mothering our daughters. Oh boy, beautiful tools and, and principles there. Appreciate that help. And then this, we had a special series just a little bit back that was on our podcast, our Mothers Who Know podcast. The sixth one of this um, six-part series highlights the specialists for these training programs for Warrior Women of Light and Daughters of Light. And so that would be a good place to go. Maybe we can get that thrown in the chat here just to get a better feel for um, them and the program and and how it can really be such a great strength and help for our daughters. Then we also wanted you to know we've got for our Warrior Mothers Who Know meeting that happens every Tuesday at 11 o'clock. Next week, we're going to have Lisa Grant come. And she's just a real mama who has just real life experiences, some really stretchy ones. And she's her topic is Hold On Thy Way. And she's going to be just 
Sean, about how the Savior fits in that and can fit in that and just be very vulnerable in what she shares and, and her testimony of how the Savior can help to elevate and, and hang on with that. So anyway, we were excited to hear from Lisa next week. And then the, the last week of our Stay by the Tree series will be June 14th. It'll be that Tuesday and we'll have TJ Rowden. And his topic is Nevertheless Parenting. From Gap to Gain Through Christ and the Atomic Daily Discipleship. So we're going to find out what Atomic Daily Discipleship is. And TJ has a, a master's and a doctoral degrees in marriage and family therapy. And he's also one of the clinicians for the Sons of Helaman program, a life-changing services program. And so anyway, we're just really excited to hear from, from TJ as well. And then before we let you go, two more reminders. One of them is just our this favorite free training called mom power training that we just want to share and remind you of it's just a 30 second to register for that and then you can just listen to the the recorded trainings and then you can also join us for live discussions that happen that complement that training so those live discussions will start june 21st but you can just sign up and and start listening to those anytime you will just love how those principles are, will change the way you think and feel and act. And they're all just grounded in just, uh, just gospel-centered pieces. And we just love that. So thanks for that. And then in case you didn't know, Karen has a book called Mama Trauma, Now What? And it's just lots of these tools and skills that we've been talking about here today, but, and lots more, just finding hope when your child is battling pornography or other challenging issues. You can get a free copy of that at lifechangingservices.org, or you can also buy the uh, paper copy, but that's been a, a super resource for lots and lots of mamas. And like she mentioned before, and Kim mentioned, Karen does do individual or small group coaching as well as she just you can book a complimentary 30-minute visit with her. Just go to motherswhoknow.org, look under the Work with Karen tab at the top, and then you'll, you will be able to see where you can get that 30-minute free compli that complimentary 30-minute just visit. And that's just sometimes a great start to, I don't know, I've got a lot of stretchy, bumpy things around here, and I'm not sure maybe what resources might be helpful or where to go next. Karen has lots and lots of experience working with hundreds of women, and she would love to visit with you there as well. So just, just know that you can come visit us there. Just look at motherswhoknow.org or lifechangingservices.org, and you can find almost everything that we've talked about here today. But look forward to visiting with you. If you have a question that comes up and you're, you're thinking, I, I have a question about something specific, I don't know when or where to ask it. You can just go to Mothers Who Know at Life Changing Services. Oh, sorry. You can email us at Mothers Who Know at Life Changing Services dot org. Thank you. And if you just think, oh yeah, something's on, something's on fire over here at my house, and we need one of the programs at Life Changing Services, I'd like to know more about what you do for young men, what you do for young women, what you do for marriages. I would just like to know more. If you call eight seven seven. And then the word hero, 877-H-E-R-O-877. That is the direct line to our front office. And man, you're going to meet some angels there that can be so caring and helpful to you in this, the questions you have as well. So thank you. 
Okay. Love you so much, Kim. Oh, man. I wish I could just hang out with Kim for like a really long time. Me too, Karen. I feel the same way about you and I with all of you sisters. Thank you. Thank you, dear warrior sister. We really do appreciate you sharing with all of your heart today. It was so brilliant. Thank you. Love you all. See you next week. Thank you for being with us today, Warrior Moms. I invite you to make a donation at the top of our website, mothersyouknow.org. Any amount you can afford today will help us keep Mothers Who Know services free for all moms. Thank you so much for your generosity. Moms, remember your divine identity and great worth. Continue in your courageous efforts to support God's great work. Notice the miracles you see every day, the evidence of the Savior's love and mercy. Find the message in your message. Reach out and share the principles you learn in Mothers You Know with other mothers. You are God's secret weapon for good in this world. Finally, a few pieces of information for you. I recommend a few other podcast channels to listen to. Like Dragons Did They Fight podcast, that includes interviews and stories with those that have struggled and overcome something in their life. And the Eternal Warriors podcast, hosted by two YSAA young men who share their story, teach valuable lessons, and interview special guests. You can follow us on our social media pages on Facebook under mothersyouknow.lcs or search for Mothers You Know and on Instagram, username at mothers underscore who know. Last, if you would like additional support and training, please go to mompowertraining.com to sign up for the next eight-week mom power training class for all moms. You can also go to the Mothers Who Know website at mothersyouknow.org or our parent company, Life Changing Services, at lifechangingservices.org to learn more about our excellent services to support you and your loved ones. Thank you so much for listening today. Please feel free to email me anytime with questions or to set up a complimentary 30-minute appointment to visit. Please email me at mothersyouknow at lifechangingservices.org. Looking forward to hearing from you amazing moms. See you next time.